0: All right, it's January 7th, and I'm jumping behind the mic here to record an emergency press conference of sorts, an emergency podcast, because there's some crazy stuff going down. Now, first order of business. I wake up today, and two more of my TikTok videos are banned. My first video that I ever recorded, the one about the one where I was in the airport without a mask, and I was telling people how I just went through Fort Myers Airport, no mask. I went through, I went, was on the plane the whole time with no mask. And I'm now going through Philadelphia Airport with no mask. And I said, I've done my research and I decided I'm done playing the game. This is psychological warfare. I'm done playing the game, not wearing the mask anymore. I'm done. And I really am. And okay, so that was banned for a community guidelines violation. When I click see more details, it doesn't say anything. And so I submitted an appeal to the banning of this video and it was very quickly denied. So that video uh, is no longer a thing. This video that got 49 and a half thousand likes, over 5,000 comments and uh, nearly 500,000 views, no longer in existence. Uh, they just banned it without giving any details and uh, denied my appeal. Uh, And they will not be reinstating the video, they said. The next video, my second video I ever posted, it was a reply to one of the comments on the first video, and I detailed exactly how I got away with not wearing the mask on the plane. I will play that video for you right now. How did I get away with not wearing a mask on the airplane? Well couple of things i had a couple of barriers to entry so to say i was wearing my noise canceling beats headphones so i wouldn't have heard them anyway if they did work up the courage to tell me to put a mask on so i was going to i was planning on if they said something to me i'd be like i'd be like what so they'd have to have the courage to say it not just once but twice uh, and then i whenever they would walk down the aisle past me i would kind of i would i would see them coming and i'd close my eyes so they'd have to have the courage to wake up a sleeping person to tell them uh, that they'd had to put a mask on. So uh, I made it a little bit more difficult for them. So that's that. They I, I don't know why that video would be banned, but they, they banned it. And I again, same thing. I, I appealed the community guidelines violation, and they very quickly and actually at the same time denied that appeal as well, saying that that video would not be reinstated there's no such thing as free speech anymore and it's so naive to think that this is not the town square nowadays social media i mean with every with especially with the advent of covid19 with every communal experience being migrated online on social media oh we can just we can just use the internet we can just use social media there's no need to meet anymore Every communal experience is being migrated online, and social media has quite literally become the town square. And now, speech is being suppressed in that town square. And I've been thinking this for really the majority of 2020, that it is an honor to be censored in 2020, 2021. It's an honor to be censored nowadays, because it really just means... It's an acknowledgement by fascist book, by TikTok, by Twitter, that your voice is powerful and that they're scared of it. Now, this is just TikTok right now that I'm covering. I'm going to cover fascist book and Twitter in a moment. But with TikTok, I, with the rage I was feeling this morning, I sent an email to TikTok, uh, pr at TikTok.com. And here's, what I said. Hello. I'd love to share a brief dialogue with someone in charge of placing community guidelines violations on TikTok content. The Jordan Parrish Show, as linked in my email signature, has thousands of listeners. Looking forward to hearing back from you. Cheers, Jordan. As always, when I email these people, whether it's TikTok or Cynthia Johnson, who sent the warning to Trumpers, uh, I'm always very kind, even when I'm pissed off. And I sent that email at 11.46 a.m. today. Uh, right now it's 2.07 p.m. And they have opened my email 36 times. Uh, presumably, it seems at this point that I'm somewhere in corporate. They're forwarding it around the office, it seems. Uh, so open 36 times, 11 clicks of the email. They clicked And I just keep watching the numbers go up. I remember when it had only two clicks, it was just my company website and I believe my Instagram profile. Uh, But right now, the tallies are at, they've clicked my email in in my email signature, my company website twice, my Forbes article twice, uh, my LinkedIn profile twice, my Instagram profile twice, uh, my website twice, and the link to my show on Castbox. Once, all at uh, different times over the past couple of hours as well. And of course, I haven't heard a response yet from TikTok. I'm really trying very hard to get in touch with someone there. If you know anyone that works at TikTok, please do let me know. Send me a message on Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever. Uh, I also messaged somebody who works at Byte Dance. His roles apparently include labeling content at Byte Dance, and so I reached out to him via a message, and I'm awaiting response there as well. So hopefully, we can get some answers there. Now on to fascist book. Mark Zuckerberg, or Schmuckerberg, should I say, that's schmuck, he posted this. The shocking events of the last 24 hours clearly demonstrate that President Donald Trump intends to use his remaining time in office to undermine the peaceful and lawful transition of power to his elected successor, Joe Biden. His decision to use his platform to condone rather than condemn the actions of his supporters at the Capitol building has rightly disturbed people in the U.S. and around the world. We removed these statements yesterday because we judged that their effect and likely their intent would be to provoke further violence. Following the certification of the election results by Congress, the priority for the whole country must now be to ensure that the remaining 13 days and days after inauguration pass peacefully and in accordance with established democratic norms. This is just me jumping in right, real quick. Who elected you, Mark Zuckerberg? I, Schmuckerberg, who, who elected you? Back to Schmuckerberg. Over the last several years, we have allowed President Trump to use our platform consistent with our rules, at times removing content or labeling his posts when they violate our policies. We did this because we believe that the public has a right to the broadest possible access to political speech, even controversial speech. No, you don't. But the current context is now fundamentally different, involving use of our platform to incite violent insurrection against a democratically elected government. We believe the risks of allowing the president to continue to use our service during this period are simply too great. Therefore, we are extending the block we have placed on his Facebook and Instagram accounts indefinitely and for at least the next two weeks until the peaceful transition of power is complete. This is absolutely disgusting. Never mind the fact that state legislatures in Pennsylvania and other states violated the U.S. Constitution in order to change election laws, obviously in favor of the Democrat Party. Never mind all that. I'm not exactly the expert on that. You can listen to Mark Levin, the constitutional lawyer. His show, The Mark Levin Show, is really good, and he covers a lot of this in great detail, exactly what parts of the Constitution were violated. This is just disgusting. This is how the president communicates, and his ability to do this has been absolutely trampled upon. And they mention using his platform that Donald Trump was using his platform to incite violent insurrection. He called for peace so many times yesterday. Remain peaceful. He was pleading with people to remain peaceful, to go home peacefully, to respect law enforcement. Never did he purposefully incite violence. Where was Schmuckerberg over the summer with Black Lives Matter and Antifa and everyone involved with them, they incited violence on social media. The tech overlords don't come for them. Now, on to Twitter. Twitter Safety tweeted this yesterday As a result of the unprecedented and ongoing violent situation in Washington, D.C., we have required the removal. Of three at real Donald Trump tweets that were posted earlier today for repeated and severe violations of our civic integrity policy. Future violations, this is the next tweet, future violations of the Twitter rules, including our civic integrity or violent threats policies, will result in permanent suspension of the at real Donald Trump account. Our public interest policy, this is the next tweet in the thread, our public interest policy, which has guided our enforcement action in this area for years, ends where we believe the risk of harm is higher and or more severe. Next, we'll continue to evaluate the situation in real time, including examining activity on the ground and statements made off Twitter. We will keep the public informed, including if further escalation in our enforcement approach is necessary. Again, regarding the violent threats, I saw no violent threats from Donald Trump. I only saw for the pleading of peace, go home peacefully, remain peaceful before that, before things escalated. Respect law enforcement on Capitol Hill. This was supposed to be a peaceful assembly, but let's just blame everything that went wrong on Bad Orange Man. Oh, and I missed this one. This means that this is another tweet from them. This means that the account of At Real, Real Donald Trump will be locked for 12 hours following the removal of these tweets. If these tweets are not removed, the account will remain locked. Just disgusting. And again, where were the tech overlords on Black Lives Matter and Antifa over the summer? The whole summer long violent spree. Now, my friends, what is happening to Donald Trump, American patriots, myself on Fascist Book, Twitter, TikTok? other platforms, every single platform besides Parler, Gab, and Rumble. What's happening on these platforms to us is going to continue. You see what they've done over the past four years. You think you've seen extreme acts of censorship over the last four years. You just wait when there is no Donald Trump to stop them anymore. There's no Donald Trump standing in their way. There's no Senate majority standing in their way. This is just going to be pure unchecked power, and they're going to eliminate everyone that they disagree with. We're now going to be silenced for the rest of our lives in America, because we're part of the new underclass conservatives. Our ways of thinking, our ways of life, they've been criminalized. I was listening to Dave Rubin the other day, and he's mentioning how it's going to get to the point where there are discussions of Should conservatives be allowed on planes? Should conservatives be allowed to do this? Should conservatives be allowed to do that? That's what it's going to come to. I mean, that's what it's already coming to. We are the underclass, entering into an age of darkness, probably like we've never seen before, and I hate to say it. I'm upset. I don't know what to do other than to keep playing my part, other than to keep using my platform. To keep speaking out and speaking up, to use our playbook that Katarina Yovanovich in episode two hundred twenty-five gave us to stand up to communists, that is, exercising your First Amendment rights to the extent to the fullest extent to which you we can at this point, exercising your Second Amendment rights, understanding the left's ends justify the means. Playbook by reading books such as Rules for Radicals, the Communist Manifesto. And as I mentioned, playing our part, our small, each of us playing our small parts, our small roles, posting, sharing, commenting, attending rallies. And I'll close with this, something that I said maybe one to two months ago. One of the first solo episodes that I did on this podcast, this new iteration of the podcast, The Jordan Paris Show, that the invention of social media is perhaps one of the greatest crimes against humanity. And we're seeing it more and more every day, unfortunately. And further, the mainstream media is evil. It is just propaganda. They are a mouthpiece for the Democrat Party. That's all they are. And speaking to the evil of the mainstream media, I believe I've talked about the Rwandan genocide on this podcast a while ago as well. I'm not 100% sure, though, but I'm just, especially in the past year, I'm constantly reminded of the Rwandan genocide of 1994, where in a span of only a couple of months, I believe three months from April to June, f- between 500,000 and 600,000 Tutsi people were killed by, with machetes by the Hutu people. And many historians agree that this genocide would not have been possible without the RLTM radio station. It was a radio station much like the Communist News Network, much like MSNBC, much like the New York Slimes, the Washington Compost, where they just trained the Hutu people to hate with every fiber of their being the Tutsi people. The things that they said on this RLTM were absolutely disgusting. And historians agree that the Rwandan genocide would not have been possible without RLTM, without this radio station that mobilized the Hutu people. And this is where we're headed. Tell me that the social media platforms, that Fascist Book, that Twitter, that the Communist News Network, that all of these mainstream media outlets, tell me that they are not training leftists to absolutely hate with every fiber of their being, the underclass, the conservatives. That's exactly what's happening. And there are real world consequences to this. That's why I say mainstream media, that social media are absolute crimes against humanity. There are real-world consequences, and we are hurtling down a really bad path, a really scary path, if we don't clean up our behavior. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of The Jordan Paris Show. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, there are a couple of things that you can do. Number one is, of course, share with your friends and family. I think that they would really appreciate it. Number two, we have a free community, a sensor-free community on Telegram. You can join that group at jordanparis.com slash group. I'd love to meet you. And lastly, your voice is powerful and it is important. And if you'd like to use your voice and start your own podcast, I'd love to help you out. jordanparis.com slash course is where you can find my free course on how to become a rock star podcaster. That's all. Thanks everyone for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode of The Jordan Paris Show.